0: welcome to your lot and parcel podcast our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations mental health physical well-being and a safe family home environment we value your monetary support here's your host benjamin f diaz
1: Thank you for your company. The Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch is committed to providing therapeutic riding as a modality for those with disabilities. You will be moved to learn how equine therapy is making a difference in the lives of children and adults alike. This 20-acre ranch operates strictly on donations. and, want you to know all their services are provided without compensation if the family cannot afford it. Let's invite the founder and CEO of Heart of the Horse Therapy Rides to our show. Here he is, Guy Adams. In terms of animal therapy, immediately you think about dogs and cats. However, I understand the horse has become very popular in animal therapy, and I'm glad to have Guy Adams on the show to help us to understand the benefits of equine therapy. Guy, thank you for coming on and tell us your story and how you come to be providing this wonderful, wonderful service. Please,
2: it's kind of a, a long way around, but I'll go real quick. My wife and I have been in the horse have been with horses our whole lives. Mm-hmm. We uh, uh, lost everything between two thousand eight two thousand ten. Uh, we had a, a commercial refrigeration company and. Mm-hmm. It was like God was just kind of pruning everything away, saying, you know, we we need you to get you in a different direction. And uh, next thing we knew, we were on this ranch, all the monies and everything. And we were down to 150 bucks. And Mm -hmm. we made a pledge to God that whatever he does on this ranch, we will do it for him and not us. And next thing we knew, we were living on $1,300 for five years while we were getting this ranch started but we didn't know we were going to be doing therapy what happened was i was bringing horses off the racetrack and turning them into uh trail horses we love to trail ride mm-hmm. and one day we had a gentleman come out with his daughter probably about four or five years old in a wheelchair mm-hmm. they were looking at this horse bowie that i had and are still yes. having he's a therapy horse now and uh I wouldn't let her get near it with her wheelchair. It just really scared me that mm-hmm. uh, this this child could be hurt. This horse may kick at it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I just say it, but at that point in my life, I thought, how do you put a, uh, a kid with a disability on a horse? Cause that's what she wanted. And I just, I right. just, you know, I went home and, and just felt really guilty, put it in prayer. And, and uh, it wasn't two weeks later, I had a, a horse that we had here uh, in training. I thought I'm going to train it the same way I did our TDI therapy dogs. Mm -hmm. We trained pit bulls Mm. and make it into a a horse that could, you know, actually go to a hospital. Mm. And we brought that little girl out here, put her up on that horse. And I watched her sit upright. Mm. Her flesh tones changed. The smile came. Uh, I could tell it was something very special to her father that uh, he had you know, not seen anything like this out of her. And as we moved, we, we she, I had two guys from church on either side. As we moved the horse, we could see she was struggling to control herself and not depend on anyone else. This was the first time her dad said that mm. she was free on her own, even though we were there. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat down with my wife. I said, this is what we need to do. I said, but we're not going to do it like anyone else. I'm not saying we're better, but we're going to do it in in God's name. We're going to make a ministry out of this uh, because we had already promised God we would. That's why we're on this ranch. And we started working directly with hospitals. I had a, and the way that came about was I had a lady out here, taught her son to talk. Mm -hmm. And it's all about movement on the horses. You can get endorphins to fire. You can get bodies to move Certain ways that laying on a, a therapy room floor, mm-hmm. um, they can't do. So anyways, uh, she says, Guy, you've never asked me for nothing. You've never asked me what I do for a living. And we can afford to pay you something. I said, Jennifer, this is not something that we've, you know, ever thought of. You know, we don't want to make a dime. Yes. And she says, but I'm a doctor. I run the rehab department at Valley Children." So I said, mm-hmm. all right. I'm going to ask you for something. And she said, what's up? I said, "Uh, I want to have a sit down with your rehab department. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to myself going, why am I saying this? It's a God thing. He's, he's leading me through this. (laughs) And she says, I can answer any question. I said, no, I said, it's not going to be me asking questions. It's going to be your people telling me what's wrong with the child. And I will try it. And I will tell you how to make them better on a horse. And uh, she said, let's do it. And I was floored that she would consider that. I was floored that God put that in my mouth and it spewed out. Then mm-hmm. I was floored after we had our sit down. And within a month, we had horses at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VVA, Vietnam Veterans of America, would set up a, a round pin in the back one of our local rotary clubs bought us a uh, ADA approved aluminum ramp that we could take. Mm -hmm. And we were wheeling kids out with cancer, traumatic brain injury, missing limbs, Mm -hmm. uh, rare genetic disorders that were in the hospital and uh, helping them get better on site. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, and then on our ranch itself, uh, prior to COVID uh, we were doing over 200 sessions per month, uh, mm -hmm. medically fragile children. And that's not counting the, the veterans we work with directly through the VA system.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's an interesting story. Uh, I can imagine. I mean, you're, you're talking about a 1200 pound animal. Um, yeah. And uh, but let, let me ask you this. Do you have to ride or touch uh, the horse? Or, and what if I'm afraid of a horse? What, what, what do you do in a situation like that? We,
2: we work when we first started out, we started to work with kids that were more able bodied uh-huh. and, started working with them um, on their fears. We had, for instance, a a young man named David, who going down the highway, tried to jump out of the car because he saw a dog in the car. Hmm. We were able to reverse that by the use of a horse, and then the use of a pit bull named Daisy, that he could do hand commands and voice commands, and it empowered him to not be afraid. Now, you know, we still, Tell them to take precaution whenever you know coming up on a strange dog. Sure, but after that, we started to notice there was more of a need for the kids that were medically fragile. Mm-hmm. So, the way that looks is it's kids with rare genetic disorders mm-hmm. and it's all horseback riding, it's there's no grooming, there's, there's none of that. Uh, <laughs> they are wheeled in here in their wheelchairs or or they walk the best they can, and then we put them up on the horse with or without a saddle, mm-hmm. and sidewalkers and then we uh, teach them to be better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I grew up with horses, um, a guy as well. Right now, I'm in the city, but uh shoot, uh, right here, you can't even hear a rooster crow, but uh, I grew up with animals like that, livestock, and so forth, and I used to ride them bareback, and you can really feel the power, you know. Especially if you're in sync. You got to be in sync, otherwise you're kissing the ground, right? So, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I can see how that works. It does uh, build your core of the body, and uh, does give you some confidence. But you know, you so you use the horse as a modality for treatment. So what's yes. the, what's what's going on there? Explain the the interconnection, if you would.
2: Okay, it depends on what we're working with. Okay. But a child was, was cerebral palsy. We put them up there bareback. We mm-hmm. put what's called a sear single. It, it goes around over the withers and, and across the chest of the horse. We uh, put stirrups on this seer single. We've repurposed a piece of training gear.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: this allows them to put their feet in something, but yet mm-hmm. feel the horse. Now when we start them, their legs are so tight and their tendons oh. are tight. Oh, yes. and the, Warmth of the horse starts to move them, and as they their legs go down, they're able to control themselves a little bit more. And then from there, we encourage them to to let go. You know, Mm -hmm. they're hanging on to the 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 straps we have up there, but we want them to let go and balance the best they can in Mm -hmm. a safe environment on the back of a horse, and be able to get stronger. I'll give you an example. We had a young man showed up here. He he. He'd rode before, but it was just hands-on, put him up, hang on to him, and take mm-hmm. him around. Mm-hmm. And I told his mom, you know, we, we're going to do it a little bit different. And she showed me these x-rays where his hips were not in. He had drowned as a, uh, a baby, and he never oh. could. So his hips didn't go in socket. Well, we mm-hmm. were able to maneuver the hips into the right position, uh, build up the, the strength in his legs, mm-hmm. and get those hips to go in. It was all done. You know, we were able to see it through x-rays and the way we were getting with it. Right. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not going to be able to walk because he's spastic cerebral palsy, but he's using a gait trainer and he's walking on that. And then the other thing with his spastic arms, we were able to teach him to control the horse. right? Which was able to teach him to control an electric wheelchair. Mm. And he had never been able to qualify for one. And now he has
1: how do you in, like
2: that yeah since he's he's gone on and, and uh graduated high school
1: how about that i always thought uh you know you get in touch with nature uh, nature itself whether it's an animal or just outdoors uh, guy it does wonders for you it does and uh you talked about this uh, young man uh, what other what other diagnosis do you also treat in your well,
2: there's a lot, and this mm-hmm. is this blew my mind when we first got into this.
1: Yeah.
2: The rare genetic disorders that uh, we have, you know, not in just this area but are around the world, mm-hmm. stuff I had never heard about.
1: Mm-hmm. And all
2: of a sudden, you know, we're working with these deletions and this and that. Not and my head spinning, and, and yeah. luckily we had people like Dr. Michael Allshouse who uh, worked at the Children's Hospital to call and say, "Hey." this is what we're dealing with. How do we make this safe for this rider and make them better? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we, we, we did that. We work with a lot of kids who have recently lost limbs, a lot of cerebral palsy, a, a, oh, so many kids with traumatic brain injury. It blows my mind how many kids uh, have hit their heads and are not the same person anymore.
1: Right,
2: uh, And we're able to get endorphins to fire you know the, yeah. the, the spark that that happens in your brain uh, once you get the brain going it can heal your body oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it's just
2: amazing to me yeah. that
1: yeah i yeah uh, well, I, I imagine it's a complement to conventional uh approaches correct i mean it's not solely uh a horse therapy but they got other things going on right to help exactly. these uh, okay exactly
2: and there's times I, I'll be out here FaceTiming a the therapist uh-huh. and we're saying, you know, this is what we're seeing now. And and this is how this is going. And, mm-hmm. and they'll ask, well, can you do this? And we'll, we'll figure out a ma- way to make that work. Mm-hmm. And you know, so working with the therapists, the doctors, surgeons, you know, we had a, I'll give you an example. This one blows my mind. It's a God thing. It's not a guy or part of the horse thing. But we had a young lady wheel up to my wife and I at the rodeo. We had a booth. And she says, "You know, you you are the people that help little girls like me learn to ride horses." And I said, "You know, sweetie, we don't help you ride horses. We help you get better. Mm-hmm. That's that's our goal." And you know, we'd have to talk to your parents. So her parents come down, and they're like, "What are you talking about? You want to put my kid on a horse?" I said, "Well, she came to us, and we got to talking." all
1: right
2: and as we we didn't we didn't. Finalized everything that day but we had a meeting with the mother and we had found out this little girl had been shot oh. and she was in the hospital for so long she didn't want nothing to do with the hospital so she wasn't going to go to therapy she was fighting her parents on it mm-hmm. so i said all right i'll make her a deal and the deal was if you're okay to ride through your surgeon and your doctor then you can come to the heart of the horse. We will help you as best we can for three months. And after those three months, you have to go get regular therapy. Mm -hmm. And so working with her therapist, we were able to do certain exercises on the horse. But one day this little girl who told me she'd never walk again, I noticed her heel dropping. Mm. You and I, when we ride a horse and we get ready to stop the horse, our heels drop, and it helps us to not slide forward. Right. And I thought, well, is it her body? And I started thinking, no, because if if we have somebody that's paralyzed, most likely their hips roll forward mm-hmm. and their toes go down. But I kept noticing her, she dropped her heels. So one day, we got the video camera out. I told her, you know, we are going to just take you – trotting, and then we're going to just stop this horse real fast. I want you to be ready. And I let everybody <laughs> stop it. And we did everything we said we were going to do, including not stopping. And she dropped
1: her heels. All right. How do you like that?
2: So we went to the mother, the surgeon. Uh, we were able to get her out of a wheelchair in less than three months. Mm. And then the regular therapist came through, and she got water therapy. And she got all this other stuff. And now, this young lady plays high school softball.
1: How about that?
2: Yeah, from a wheelchair to playing softball. Amazing. But the yeah. horse. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's, it's a God thing, it's not a guy thing. I'm no great person. Matter of fact, I didn't even graduate high school. I have no engineering degrees. I have mm-hmm. nothing. I'm not a doctor, not a therapist. I spent a lot of time as a young man in the gym. Mm-hmm. And learned about the body and how it functions. I was a high-level wrestler, mm-hmm. I motorcycles. I played football, and um, spent a lot of time in you know a lot of the California Youth Authorities uh, when I was as <laughs> okay. okay. I was a little yeah. bit crazier than most. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know that's so it's it it just blows my mind that God has put this on our hearts and we're able to see kids be cured. Yeah. Or made better i should
1: say exactly yeah yeah improve uh, get uh, re uh, or get integrated with uh, social life you know um, to improve the quality of life that's uh, really something that you know i think we all have that that certain element of humanity in us all actually. oh yeah I, it's just that sometimes we don't tap into it to help others you know that's yeah. that, that's the problem yeah
0: Welcome to Your Lot and Parcel Podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz.
1: We're spending time with the founder and CEO of the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch, located in Central California. They are committed in providing therapeutic writing as a complementary treatment for those with disabilities. It is a nonprofit organization and sponsored only by your generosity. If you want to learn more about equine therapy, you will find the link in the show notes. Let's get back with our guest, Guy Adams. Let me ask you, the horses, is there a certain breed of temperament that lends itself to this kind of therapy?
2: Well, if you go to 10 different uh, therapy ranches,
1: yeah.
2: you may find eight different answers to that. Is you that know, right? Okay. The quarter horse, the quarter horse mimics our natural gait. Others use these big lumbering um, big uh, draft type horses right. because they're, they're they're gentle and quiet. Right. Uh, we've turned that on its head. When we're working with a child, we match that different ability to the ability of a horse to make that child better. Mm-hmm. So we use quarter horses, we use Pasifinos, we use Arabs, thoroughbreds, mm-hmm. and the list goes on. We have uh, 18 different horses um probably about eight different breeds
1: how do you like that so I, uh, my take on that is uh, basically on the training apparently mm-hmm. it's the training of the horse so let me ask you you have a child uh, um, uh, on the horse on the saddle so how many in the team uh, is is that horse flanked by other riders or how do you, how do you work that
2: okay everything's one on one
1: we okay. do
2: no, no group sessions so when a child is on a on a horse uh, you'll have the lead who controls the horse and generally that lead is the one that tells the child what to do and and let's tells the volunteers what to do Mm -hmm. so the volunteers are on either side of the horse they're called sidewalkers
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and for different maladies we we hold in different ways Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Sometimes we not only have the two sidewalkers, but we have a back rider up there. This back rider will support a child, but move the child away from their body and force the child to sit up on their own, lift their head. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, we just see amazing things. And then sometimes there'll be five people around that horse. And I'm talking about uh, one person leading. We got a back rider. We have two sidewalkers. We have backup sidewalkers for the back rider, mm-hmm. and sometimes somebody to carry a, a, a air tank. Somebody to carry uh, the IV racks. Mm. I mean, it, <laughs> there's, wow. you know, it, each child, <laughs> you know, and some. You know, we have one child that we're working with right now. He's way more uh, high functioning autistic than we work with, mm-hmm. but last year he heard the word that he never wanted to hear and it was a safe word his mom gave him mm. and he got out of the car and ran he uh, hid behind some garbage cans and immediately witnessed the execution of his mother oh, and yeah. dad looked for him to kill him couldn't find him and his dad killed himself and he dropped five feet from his oh yeah, gosh, yeah. so his dad dropped five feet from him it was
1: yeah.
2: We were able to start working with this young man about eight weeks ago. And we wanted to have interaction with him, talk about different things that he's interested in, and then give him his quiet time. So we have a camera system that we set up in this big enclosed ground pin that we have. And I can sit and watch him on the camera and just let this child pedal around on the horse in there, a very safe horse, and you know, if, if you, you'll hear parents or grandparents say, "Well, the horse isn't going; he, you know, he's not making the horse well, watch," and pretty soon that kid is on its <laughs> neck,
1: oh, yeah. hugging,
2: crying. Hmm. Uh, you know, all of a sudden he's got a a mental health therapist mm-hmm. that he's sitting on. You know, it just just amazes me that we get to witness this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. And it's um, it, it is very disheartening, you know, especially kids what they've gone through, and it's uh, you know the trauma and, and so forth. Very disheartening. But uh, anything we can do to improve uh, their emotional makeup—that's it's that's, that's a great thing. Typically, a guy, how long is a therapy session? Typical? Or is it depends on the?
2: patient? So every every child when they oh. come to us, because we have we have a almost a one year waiting list.
1: Oh wow! So
2: the the length of it is eight weeks and then you're allotted one half hour very rarely do we have any children that can actually sit on a horse for a one half hour
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you know uh, you you watch them start to fade and you know they can't hold themselves up no more and they depend more on the sidewalkers and then we know it's time to bring them off the horse Mm -hmm. so I would say the average is about 15, 16 minutes okay. that most can stay on. There's some, maybe five minutes, and they're 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 done. Mm-hmm. We had a young man whose father's a doctor, mom's an RN. Started with a back rider eight weeks ago. Uh, did a back rider twice, and then went with a pillowing system that we have. Uh, in the front and one in the back, Mm -hmm. up on the saddle, making him push himself up and get his shoulders off of those pillows. And they're what they are is they're hard-wrapped pillows. It's nothing like a pillow you would sleep on. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, uh, after six weeks, this young man, he was able to sit up on his own. And uh, I'll email you that video. It was very Mm -hmm. exciting to watch him. Yeah. Sit up on his own, this little guy, you know, just a little over two years old, <laughs> who's been able to do it, you know, eight, yeah. uh, six yeah. weeks ago, but can sit up on his own on a horse that's moving now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: So what, what What? had to take place there was not only getting stronger, but for his brain to say, I can do this. That's that's, that's exactly. the biggest thing that we we need to understand is that when we want to get better, we have to know that we can, but not sit there and say, you know, why me? Why me? And you know, woe is me. We have to know that we can get better, and the brain is the key to everything.
1: Oh yeah, well that's it. I always thought that that your biggest obstacle is the one between your both ears, uh, guy. <laughs> you know, and then that's how it goes. But there's obviously the brain is secreting. Uh, I mean, a cocktail of. Uh, hormones i would think uh, serotonin which is uh lessens your anxiety dopamine is another mm-hmm. you know you get all uh, happy and excited and so forth uh, so yeah there, there's lots of lots going there let me ask you does the horse uh feel perhaps the the the, the fear and the the anxiety of the child what, what, you what they do you okay bet. yeah
2: horses here that are simply amazing um, they'll they'll drop their head oh. just to, to get their head down close to a child in a wheelchair sometimes i i guide them to do that but other times they look at this child there'll be 10 people around and we walk this horse through that crowd they're not interested in anybody but that child
1: is that
2: right? Yeah, yeah it blows my mind every time i see it yeah. I, don't, I don't know why i should know this this is gonna happen yeah. and yeah. you see it you know we see that in our dogs in i have a a dog that whenever a child with down syndrome comes around he's practically in that child's lap right? and then i have a, a pit bull named daisy who's a certified therapy dog through therapy dogs international when when we're around a bunch of kids and, and there's one that's nervous no matter what we're doing whether we're at a baseball game or she goes right to that child and sits with it. how
1: do you like that yeah they do get a sense i mean they're they're yeah. they're um living creatures and uh, yeah uh, and many other animals that uh, like you said dogs and and other animals do get a sense of what's going on you know uh, with someone how they're feeling and so forth to me that's uh it's amazing it really it really is uh, so what would be the procedure i know you say you're about a year booked for a whole year at this point what would be the procedure if i wanted to let's say me i needed some help uh some therapy what what, what would i have to do
2: so you would uh, you contact us, and we would uh, send you an email, or you would email us, and then we would uh, see what exactly we'll be working with.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah. So <clears throat> then we we start to see where where you could fit in time-wise. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. You know, I say we have a, a ten-month to a year waiting list, but there's there's hours in the day uh, slots that sometimes we we don't fill and somebody may just move right up the ladder boom past everybody mm-hmm. yeah we do therapy Tuesdays Wednesdays Thursdays eight to five mm-hmm. uh, Tuesdays we go to six seven o'clock and then Saturday and Sunday from eight to one o'clock but mm-hmm. so we try and squeeze in as many as we can
1: sure
2: but uh, uh, it's and then the other thing is uh, doctor's releases. Every one of oh. our rights has to have a doctor's release. Gotcha. Yeah. And what that is, is it, it protects us, it protects the child, and we're able to know exactly what we're working with. Mm-hmm. So doctor gets a questionnaire, and we're able to read that and see exactly what we're doing. And you know, there's, we, I, I I do videos every now and then, like the one you saw. Sure. All those parents, the reason you see theirs and they're not falling under, because we fall under HIPAA hip laws. Mm. Uh, they've given us permission or they've come to a, an event and spoke or they've, you know, they've seen a video that I put out and went, how come my kid's not in <laughs> one? Mm. So, uh, I'm sorry about the phone ringing.
1: Quite all right. Well, that's interesting. Very interesting, guy. Let me. How, how does how does it work? I mean, uh, are you strictly uh, this wonderful service? Is it strictly by donation, or how how does it work?
2: Yeah, it's strictly strictly by donation. We haven't since COVID hit. We haven't had a fundraiser since 2019. Mm. But generally, what we do is we have a cowboy concert, which features uh, some of the top not country but cowboy singers. Uh, around California, like the sons of the San Joaquin, when they were around, they were doing yeah. concerts. Wonderful. Jack Jack Hanna was on our board of directors, yeah. so he's able to get us some really cool uh, entertainers. Yeah. And then we do our, our annual cowboy dinner and dance. And we don't uh, we don't sit there and drip on them a whole bunch. It's it's an actual <laughs> cowboy dinner and dance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have dinner. We talk a little bit about what we do. And we just ask people to bless us. And then, you know, we we just have people find what we're doing and and they just, they send us checks. And um, if somebody did want to donate to us, they're, they're able to know that that money isn't going to pay an exorbitant fee for an employee. I've never taken a paycheck from this. When God put this on my heart, it was cut and dry, what I needed to do. And my wife worked for a church for 18 years and she was making $1,300 in the function she was doing. And we lived off of that for five years. And then we stole her away from the church and give her a whopping raise to 1403. And she's finally a little bit over $24,000 but the majority of the money goes to the facilities to take care of the horses, make sure that, uh, you know, they, they have adequate feed, make sure that if there's a vet visit that has to be done, they're able to do it. You know, so that's, those were the monies are are going. We've, we've been a California nonprofit of the year for 2016. Uh, We've been, Uh, California Image Award winners with Levi Strauss and Knott's Berry Farm. And it blows my mind. We've been in the Wall Street Journal. We've been in Stars and Stripes magazine all over the world. All right. You know, it's it's, people see what we do and they know we're not here to squander that money.
1: Exactly.
2: We do what we say we're doing.
1: Yeah. And you are in Clovis, California, correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we are in Clovis, but we have kids come from all over the place. Is that Yeah, we had a a child, they they said they were going to take a holiday and come and and see what horse therapy was all about for their child, Mm. and they came all the way from Ireland.
1: (laughs) Wow, Uh, well, that's uh, that's impressive. I mean, uh, it's obvious uh, that you are having some results there, and uh, the kids are really benefiting, and of course, uh, veterans. uh, PTSD is not limited to veterans. I know that much. And so, I mean, it's uh, right across the board there. So that's great. Uh, I understand you have a volunteer program. How does that work?
2: Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, what we did is we, we approached the colleges mm-hmm. and we were able to give them the hours they need mm-hmm. for uh, you know, time in their, their classes uh, so they come out. We utilize about 70 volunteers through Fresno State and uh, a smaller percentage from the other colleges.
1: Sure.
2: And uh, we have retirees and then we have ROP programs through the you know, Clovis Unified and Fresno Unified School Districts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And our 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 volunteers are 16 to 80. You know, oh. The age is... It doesn't matter. Yeah, they we have people that come out here and they just love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, the public can also support your efforts by, I would think, um, feed, right? Alfalfa and whatever else uh, to maintain well, the horses, correct?
2: Yeah, you bet. So yeah. every year when we do our budget, yeah. we budget for what we paid last year for our feed. And then, like, let's say a bale of hay. So, last year we were paying $11 a bale. Yeah. So, we budget $11 plus four. We always figure it's going to go up a couple dollars. Yeah. Exactly. But never, rarely over four.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This year it's $28 a bale.
1: Oh, my. Yeah. I was going to say, with well, this inflation, it's kind of yeah. really out of control. More,
2: more than doubled. And yeah. it's hard.
1: Unbelievable. It's uh, Things are tough. So um, I, I really appreciate what you're doing there. Um, Guy, give us, uh, provide us your website, your phone number, or anything that uh, the folks in my audience can reach out to you to support your efforts.
2: You bet. So our website is heartofthehorse.org, heartofthehorse.org. And uh, we can be reached at 559-287-3841. That's my personal cell number. If they have not any-
1: that's great. That's great. Well, I I want to commend you for uh, providing the service. And um, I know there's some across the country. I noticed uh, some horse therapies, but uh, many of them are in business of doing that. You're very yeah. different. You are very different there, guy. And I commend you for that. And I want to thank you. Thank you for being on your Lot and Parcel show. And I wish you the very best, guy.
2: Thank you. You have a blessed day and a blessed week. And I appreciate you calling and showing us some interest.
0: Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.